It says, blessed is the one who perseveres under trial because having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who do what? Who love him. Amen. You know, I am a sports fan. Do I got any sports fan in the house? I didn't say Knicks fan. I said sports fan. <laughs> Anybody's a sports fan in the house? Come on, where y'all at? I like sports. I like sports because sports oftentimes, for me, the enjoyment is not just the sport itself, but the, I think sports often imitates life. In the, in the sense of, for example, um, how many watch boxing? Right? Boxing is an interesting sport in that it's 12 rounds in it, and anything can happen in any round at any moment. Right? And so you can be watching a fight, and in the first round, a dude could get knocked down, bang, on the floor. But you know what they never do? They never come out and give him the belt just because he got knocked down. He still has an opportunity to get back up. And if he gets back up, the fight ain't over. I'm saying something already. Hallelujah. And the funny thing is that same dude could get knocked down in the second round. And you at home, and you're like, okay, if that's your guy, you're like, okay, it's pretty much over for him tonight. Who do I pay my pay-per-view money to for this? Right? Third round, hallelujah, he's struggling. But around the fifth round, that's the thing about sports, that's the thing about boxing, that's the thing about basketball, that's the thing about any sport. It could change. Yes, yes. And fifth round, the man who was being knocked out all of a sudden slips to the side and catches one by accident. And the, the person who's been beating him up is all of a sudden stepping back. Come on, y'all ain't never watched no backs. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Hallelujah. Y'all ain't never seen no fight. <laughs> and then by the eighth round, he's looking kind of good. They don't give the belt out until it is over. And until they get to the 12th round, or unless somebody finishes the other one, they don't give the belt out. Because in sports, just like every sport, when you watch the NBA, they know that there's a time frame that is given. And anything can change and happen in that time frame. And fighters know that. That's why before they get into the ring, they don't prepare for one round. They don't prepare for two. The good fighter prepares for 12 rounds. The basketball player runs and hits the gym in the offseason because he knows I don't have to run for one minute. I have to run for four quarters for 80-something games. And the amount of miles I have to endure, if I can't endure, it won't matter if I can't make it to the And that's the thing about life that I like, 
that sports imitate. Sports happens within an hour or two, but it really does imitate real life, right? Like, for example, you can take exactly what happens in sports, and, and it happens in business. Today you start, and you might be losing. And if you quit then, you might have been given up too early. The possibility is the struggle today doesn't mean that there will be a struggle tomorrow. Most people die in the moment. Like me, if I ever fought Mike Tyson, he knocked me down the first time, I'm staying down. I'm staying down. Hallelujah. Because sometimes there are blows that are just so hard that you say, I don't think I'm ready to get another hit. But then there are some people who just don't know how to quit. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. They get up, like when I used to watch Rock, like Rocky's real life. I don't care what nobody says, those Rocky fights were real. Rocky's the greatest boxer of all times. When I used to watch Rocky as a kid, why did they have to beat Rocky up so bad that you at home watching, you're like, come on, Rocky, just like give up, man. Rocky, just like, don't, don't ever make another part. Like, part three is good. We don't need six. Rocky never had no quitting him. And my favorite one was the one when he didn't fight in the ring. Remember that one when he fought, uh, what's his name, on the street? And uh, he was, the guy was beat Rocky up to a point. Y'all probably came to church today like, what is pastor into? Where's all this violence coming from? Sometimes you got to have a fight. <laughs> see, I was, see what I did there? But the guy was pounding Rocky, beat Rocky to the point where he lumped him and he flipped up on a car. You get hit so hard that you fly on a car. It's time to like pack the ribs up and just like go home. And you see Rocky, the dude walking off with his team, and Rocky, hey, Tommy. <laughs> Tommy turned around. Tommy's like, this guy. And everybody knows the line. Do y'all know the line? <laughs> yeah, not really, though. He says, yeah, yeah, yes, 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 yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, it's now. It's connected. I ain't hear no bell. I get that. And then he says, Hey, Tommy, one more round. Tommy's looking at him like there's nothing left there, buddy. One more round. And that's the thing about life. It, it, it imitates in business. Sometimes you got to say one more round. It, 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 it imitates the raising of your children. Today you might have did a bad job. Tomorrow don't mean you're going to be a, good fa a bad father. Get back up and get it right. That's what I like about sports. I like the fact that an athlete can come down and totally miss a shot. And he's got literally 24 seconds on the other side to forget the mistake he just made. And he has an opportunity to make it up when he comes back down the other side of the floor. And I love that about it because it tells me that my life is not a moment. That if I could keep going, things can change. And what is true for sports and true for little aspects of our life, whether it be our fathering or our parenting or our business, it is also true for our, what I think the Bible is trying to tell us in the book of James, the greatest fight you will ever be in, the greatest battle you will ever want to win. The, 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 the making it to the end of this is all that counts. The Bible says that, it is the person who is steadfast and perseveres under trial in the end. Notice he doesn't get the crown in the middle. 
He doesn't get it at the beginning. But if he can endure to the end, the Bible says that he doesn't only get a belt or just a crown or a Grammy or, 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 or a, a Vince Lombardi trophy. He gets a crown of life. Now that's different from every other award. The crown of life is, is an indication that you can win at business, you can win at fathering, you can win at a lot of things. But ultimately in the end what you want to win at is in this relationship that you have with God. Because when you can hold on to your creator in the end and still through all that comes against you in life maintain that relationship with him then at the end of it you don't lose your soul you don't lose your spirit you don't lose who you are and a lot of things happen in life that are trying ultimately everything that comes up against you the bottom line is it's coming after you Every failure, everything that occurs, every time death, tragedy occurs in life, it's coming after you to, to totally kill you and take you out the game. And ultimately, what the enemy would love more than anything else is for you to turn and say, there is no God and I'm just going to do me now and die. And the person that does that is like the boxer who quits after the first hit. It's like the basketball player who took one bad shot and don't know that he's got three more quarters left. I'm here to tell you today that God has a crown of life waiting for the person who will endure to the end. I want to talk to you today on the subject, a crown of life, but also even greater on the, that word, endurance. Shall we pray together? God, I thank you for your word. It is blessed. And I thank you because I know you're already speaking in this house. There are so many people that need to hear this word enduring today. Lord, allow me to be a vessel to at least inspire and speak your word into the heart of whoever is feeling weak today. Whoever is feeling empty today. Whoever is feeling like giving up, Father, Lord, allow them to hear your word today and know that they've got an advocate, Father, that they've got somebody who's cheering them on, that they've got a greater working in them than greater that is on the outside that is able to keep them till the end. And Father, that Lord Jesus, we would be drawn closer to you in Jesus' mighty name. Somebody say, Amen. In the book of Matthew chapter 13, verse number 18, Jesus, in the context here, gives what is called the parable of the sower. Right? And he talks about farming. And then when he, when he told the parable, nobody understood what he was talking about. He said some, there was a farmer who went out and scattered seed, and some fell by the ground, some fell here, all this. And they all were like, what are you talking about? And then somebody decided that while he was alone to come and ask him, what is the meaning of what you said? And Jesus begun to explain it. And I want to use this today to show you what endurance is. He said this in verse 18. Listen then to what the parable of the sower means. Look at this. What any, uh, when anyone hears the message about the kingdom. Watch this, y'all. When anyone hears the message about the kingdom and does not understand it, 
and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in their heart. This is the seed that was sown along the path. I want to stop right there and tell you, number one, here's my first point. Ignorance is expensive. You think a college degree costs a lot? Try being a dummy. Oh, I didn't say that. Uh, try being not smart. You will pay for what you don't know. You will pay for what you don't know financially. You will pay for what you don't know emotionally. You will pay for what you don't know uh, uh, logically. You will pay for what you don't know. It is not what you know that is killing you oftentimes. It's what you don't don't know and that's why the bible says my people perish for lack of knowledge and the bible says here that jesus is saying that there was the, the first set of of seed that was sown it fell among people who they received the word but they never understood it and that tells me that there are people that come in life who get with God, they hear the gospel message, but they never go further than just hearing what the preacher said. And so when they run into a YouTuber who come along or a TikTok and said, let me, y'all want, y'all want to hear what I got to say about the Bible? The Bible is this man's religion and it used it. And they ready, I'm quit on God. They are paying for what they never took time to understand. And many people don't even make it past first base in Christianity because they just want an emotional experience. Can I tell you something? It is good to have the emotional experience. But what is going to keep you is what you know to be true of God. You see, you see, people can come and tell you anything and you will fall for anything if you don't know who God is for yourself. And what are you saying, Pastor? I'm saying that it's going to have to come to a place where you crack the Bible open and begin to study God's word if you are going to endure to the second round. If you're going to make it to the fifth, don't even look at the third round. If in the first round you are failing to understand the fight you are in. And so church is not just so you could go home and say, I feel blessed. By six o'clock, there'll be somebody unblessing you. They're texting you right now. Y'all hear what I'm saying? God is not a feeling. God is a real being. Who wants a real relationship? And in order for relation, I don't live with Sherry and just say, I feel you love me. Imagine Sherry one day is mad at me, mad as ever, flipping out, screaming. And I, I, didn't, I did one of the knucklehead stuff I usually did. And she's flipping out. And I walk in the room and say, but I just feel like you love me. She'd look at me and say, what is wrong with you? Can't you see that you're doing things that's against what is part of what I like as a person stuff that we've discussed stuff that you know are, are things that would drive me crazy you do them but still want to tell me you feel like 
that's many people's Christianity today. I feel like, and you know that word, don't judge me. I hate that so bad. Because that's a way of people deflecting personal responsibility. In my relationship with my wife, I know what makes her happy and I know what makes her mad. And in order for that relationship to work, I better respect what she says. You only say nothing to me. And, and, and vice versa too. Amen. Vice versa too. Come on, brothers. Hallelujah. We just ain't going to be punching bags in this generation. But when you have a relationship, it is, it is wise for you to understand the person you are in relationship with. And many people want to be in relationship with God, but they want to make up in their head how he is. Well, I think God is like this. And they start out in church. Next month you see them. You know God in the universe? The uni who? You know God is, I believe God in nature and the wind is speaking and people say all this crazy stuff about who God is. I feel like God would, with God, the only way you're going to know God is in the book that he wrote. And Jesus said, the word falls on the path and people who never take time to understand it, the devil comes and he snatches what you were told right from you because they never understood it most people have the wrong concept of god that's why they don't get to the second phase in god in other words i have come to a place where when i started out christianity i i used to think god was like an atm you pray and he's just the problem fixer as I studied him more, because there were times I wanted to quit on him because he wasn't doing what I said. Has God ever done that to you? He just won't, he just won't heal the person I'm praying for. He just won't bless me with the money I need. He just won't allow me to have the job I want. God, don't you hear me? Look, I got faith. And I'm worshiping loud. Hallelujah. And tears are flowing and you still won't move yet. I've learned that God, when I've begun to read the Bible, doesn't exist for me. But I exist. And I also begun to ex uh, understand that God can do whatever he wants, however he wants. <sighs> And, and oh God, he doesn't need my permission. I, I read stories like Jonah, where Jonah didn't want to go preach, but God wasn't asking Jonah for Jonah's permission. He said, you're going to go preach in Nineveh. Jonah said, no, I'm going another way. And God said, the whale is going to bring you back the other way. Sometimes, y'all ain't hear what I'm saying. The point I'm trying to make is as I begun to get deeper in God. And, and I used to think that only seminaries and, and you need to have the scholarly people to teach you the word of God. That you can't understand God's word for yourself. If that was the case, how unfair that the God of the universe would write a book that only select few can handle. The 
devil is a liar. You can rightly divide this word. You can begin to seek. You can begin to research. You can begin to find out what scriptures mean and grow. That's why it's so easy for many preachers to trick a congregation. And have people sowing. Send me $20. And the Lord says in 2021, if you sow $21, people sowing it. Witchcraft in the church. Yes, yes, true. Now don't get me wrong. The Bible does talk about sowing, but it, it also talks about how that is to be done. The Bible talks about everything. The Bible is a book that says everything that is done should be done with order. I'm spending too long on this one point. Hallelujah. Let me come out of there. Hallelujah. And so the reason why people don't endure in the Christian faith. And remember, this is not just winning a Vince Lombardi trophy. This is trying to win the crown of life. This ain't the same. This ain't the same as you getting your business off. This is trying to win the crown of life. The one number one reason is people, they understand and don't go beyond just a religious experience. They don't go into relationship. Amen. Then the Bible reads on. Listen to what he says. He says this in verse number uh, uh, uh Matthew chapter 13, verse number 20. Let's go. This is what he said. The seed falling on rocky ground refers to someone who hears the word, receives it with joy. But since they have no root, they last only a short time. Do you see the pattern here? Troubles are always coming. I want to introduce you to your friend that's coming tomorrow. His name is Trouble. For you to think that tomorrow won't have problems is for you not to think. <laughs> y'all with me today? Come on, y'all with me today? Can I get a hallelujah check? All right. And the Bible says when trouble or persecution comes because of the word, because of the, why is it coming? Whoa, 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 whoa. They're not just being persecuted because of corona? Because of a vaccine? Because of an unvaccine? The enemy, and this is not... Whatever the world is doing and the culture is doing, they're doing. But you got to know that the enemy's ultimate job is to squeeze anything you know about God out of you. Think about what he said to Eve. How did he get Eve? He walked up to Eve and the first question he asked Eve, read it in Genesis. Did God say Do you see the trick in the question? I want to see what you know about what he says. Did God see? See why it's important to know what he said? And then when she said what he said, the next move was to go against what he said. 
if you do show that you know what he says, the next thing is to uproot what he says. So when she said, God said, I shouldn't eat of the tree, he said, no, God lied. The day you eat of it, you're going to be like God. And the enemy would love nothing more than to take the word that God has given you and to, to make you not believe it. And so, so what he says here in this verse, he says they have no root. Listen to this. Listen to this point. The simple instruction of God's word will keep you in complex times. The simple instructions of God's word will keep you in complex times. I live by the water and oftentimes when the wind blows, I watch the trees and I say, for sure this tree is going to fall or that tree is going to fall. And they never do. You know why? Roots. Especially a palm tree. Palm trees be on another level. Palm trees be on some, we're going to bend. We're going to even come give you a dap. The palm tree be coming down low, bang, and go right back. You watch any hurricane on the news, the next day that same palm tree that was blowing is chilling like we back. What is it about these trees? It's the root. And so the root, can you imagine being a root where you're in the same place doing the same thing over and over? You, human beings can't be roots. They be like, it's boring. I, I got I to move. But you, but you don't understand that if you're a root, if it's a root, if the root move, the thing crumbles. And there are some basics in the Bible that God has put into place, like Bible reading, like praying. Like coming to church. Like having relationship with godly people. And when we forsake those things, we don't have any root. So when trials come, you don't have a brother to call. You don't know. And everybody, the number one thing in the church is let's call the pastor. And the pastor alone got to shepherd everybody. And that's almost nearly impossible. But if you were connected and you had a prayer life. And you had your own Bible study going on. And you had friends and you were involved when storms hit. That root is hard to bend. When, when deception comes. When that person comes and try to unteach you the gospel. The simplicity of following the instructions is what keeps you. I go out on, on, on a boat a lot. And I learned about boating and I learned about navigating the waters. And every time I get an opportunity to take somebody on the water, they always ask me, how do you know where you are? I, and I look at them and I say, I don't know. Let's hope we make it back home. <laughs> they taught me in boating, red, right, return. I said, that don't sound like the road. <laughs> so when you see the red buoys, keep it on your right side if you ever lost. Follow it, make sure it's on the right side, it'll lead to land. Don't mean it'll be your land, but it's going to be some land. And when you're on the ocean, all you want to do is find land if you lost. Does anybody understand that? And so, so the thing about it is, sometimes when you, when you are lost, right, and I was with somebody recently, and I was showing them, and, and I, 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 the waters were rough, and so I just kind of like was having fun, and I let the water just drift us, and he said, how do you know where to go from here? And I turned to him and I said, you see that red buoy over there? We're moving. We're going in all directions. But it ain't moving. And as long as I follow the basic instructions that was implemented here, I can get myself back home. That no matter how rough it gets out here, the simple instructions is able to keep me. What is true for tough seas? 
is true for your crown of life walk. If I ever disobeyed the simple instructions and went on how I feel. If I ever went on how I feel when I'm out there, I am done. And that's what a lot of us do in our lives. And we don't endure. Because we go, we, we have no root. So what's the root? The root is getting the Bible and applying the simplicity of the gospel. And when tough times come, you'll stand. And you know, that's the thing about the church that we live in today. People don't want to worship. People don't want to pray. People don't want to build relationships with Christians. And, and the system that we live in is so built to keep you busy on the outside that you never have time to look after the most important game you will ever be in. Watch this. Go on. Look, look what he says in verse number uh, 2022. The seed falling among the thorns refer to someone who hears the word, right? But the worries of life. It's interesting that they put these two together and the deceitfulness of wealth. Like the worries in the, in the wealth, usually the worries is fixed by the wealth. Come on, how many of you could do with a good million right now? It'll, it'll, it'll help you worship a little bit more. Come on, talk to me in the house of the Lord today. You ain't even need a mill. You're just looking for a cool 10 grand. It'll, oh, halle, your hallelujah would change automatic. If right now the, the, the Zell just hit your account and a little 15 grand showed up, you'd be in the church. Hallelujah! Y'all ain't even get it in your hallelujah in. Look. look. Look what the word says. The word says, but the worries of life and the deceit, it, it's a warning. It's a warning, not just the problems that you have in life, but also the deceitfulness that chasing this other life is going to fix that life. And I've come to see in life that those on this spectrum and that spectrum both are going crazy. And so what happens is people who's got God's word you still don't realize that God's word is not the absence of worries. It is also not the absence of the, 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 the temptations of what the culture tells you is success. And so if you're not careful, having one, and Christianity does this, we have concluded that the one that has money is more God. But there are some people today with no shoes on their feet. Going to a church where rain, they have no walls. They go to some underground house to worship the Lord. Because they found a joy in the Lord. And they have people today in America with the best shoes, three-piece suits, going into fully air-conditioned and heated buildings with state-of-the-art technology. And are depressed. And I don't know if God will ever fix my life. And it's so dramatic. Meanwhile, somebody somewhere ain't got nothing walking out happy. To God be the glory. Why are you so happy? Because I got... Oh, let me tell you something. Happiness is not what you have. If it was, why ain't you happy yet? You thought when you got married you were going to be happy. 
Did he fail you or what? Did she not turn out to be all that or what? You thought once you got that new job and that benefits, that was going to be the end. Oh, no, 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 no. Life is much more than what you have. And so he says here, you got to be careful. Now listen to this, y'all. Listen to my next point. Realign your motives. Keep the main thing the main thing. The funny thing about when you drive a car is every time you go in, they always rob you for a uh, realignment. Anybody ever been robbed to get a real, like, realignment is that, like, and why do I need it? They come to you, you driving fine the last six months. You chilling. You melt parkway everywhere. You, ch- you go and he's like, man, you need a realignment. Bad. Six months, it was good. Why do I need it? But I understand why you need a realignment because you don't see the damage at first. The, the, it is slightly off. One tire is aimed in a different direction than the other one. So slight that you don't feel it. But what the mechanics will tell you is after a while, you keep going in different directions, you will see the effects of it. One day you'll come out and think, I'm driving cool. And then you just look at the tire and you see, you didn't know your tire had metal. (laughs) The metal looking at you like, bro, we're going to continue like this. Like any minute now, I'm about to blow out on the freeway. You're like, what happened to my tire? It wasn't aligned. What are you trying to say? When your motives are not right and you serve God and it could be slight. You know, I'm serving God, but I got a slight different motive than what he really wants. It's the simple creeping in of the motive. Like you you really want money and you're really seeking God to to really fix it. And you're really seeking him for his hands, not his heart. You you really never... and over a while at first it was cool but after distance what is in the motive will be revealed and that's why when you're a Christian you should keep the main thing the main thing I am saved and Christ has redeemed me from sin Christ has 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 come that I may have a life in him and serve him all this other stuff I'm seeking him to do is just a a, a byproduct of the relationship but he must be the main thing I'm going to preach there a little bit more because I ain't, I ain't. Ooh, let me tell you something. If, if Instagram gets your attention first thing in the morning, oh, no, 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 you're missing it. Uh, if you can't get back to a place where, gosh, where Jesus is the, the goal. It's not Jesus is the, 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 the person that exists to bring me the goal. Jesus is the goal. And you say, man, that's harsh. That's Christianity. That's tough. What you don't understand is that chase anything else and it will lead to emptiness. But truly find Jesus. This is what the Bible says about Jesus. The Bible says that at the right hand of the Father are pleasures forevermore. Pleasures forevermore. At the right hand of the Father. Somebody say that. Say right hand of the Father are pleasures forevermore. Where is Jesus? The Bible says. The Bible says Jesus died and he went and sat down at the 
in Jesus. Come on, somebody. Now, I don't need the whole church. I just need one or two people who has been kept in worries, kept in riches, kept no matter what has come up against you because you know that I've already had happiness. I don't chase it. I work from it. You know how many people come to me and say, Pastor, I just want to be happy. Jesus didn't do it. And it can't be done. No, but I just, it's just things I want to make me happy. And I get what people are saying. What they're really saying is I'm, I'm not aligned. The culture told me I'm missing something. And because Jesus just ain't it no more, if he don't do it, I'm going to leave. You're nothing but a broke up tire. All right, let me move on. See, when I start talking like that, it's time to close the service. Look, look. He says, the worries, they, they come and they choke the word. That's violent, ain't it? They choke the word, making it unfruitful. And then verse number 23. But the seed falling on good soil refers to someone who hears the word and does what? He got roots in everything. And as a result, this is the one who does what? Produces a crop, yielding a hundred, sixty or thirty times what was sown. His life not only produces good fruits in him, but he starts to show people how to get the crown of life too. People go to millionaires to hear how to become a millionaire. People should come to Christians to find out how to become Christians. If nobody coming to you to find... Uh, Leave it alone. Somebody said no. <laughs> I'm almost done, y'all. And it's 12 11. Here's my last two points. Enduring to the end is not complete until you get to the end. Did y'all hear that? And here's my last point. Before you get a crown of life, expect a crown of thorns. Before you get a crown of life, expect a crown of thorns. I'm sorry to tell you this to disappoint you, but there ain't a thing on planet earth that really holds that satisfaction you're looking for. It's going to be found in God. Amen. You know, C.S. Lewis said something one day that just like rocked me. C.S. Lewis said, you can tell what a creature is by the desires the creature have. He said, for example, you put a rock on the table, there's no desires from it. You can say that's an inanimate object. It has no desires. It just exists. He said, but if you put a creature that says, I'm hungry, the fact that they have the desire to be hungry means that they can be fed, else they would have no concept of hunger. If a creature says, I'm cold, it tells you that that creature is warm-blooded or cold-blooded or one of them blood that the teachers teach you. <laughs> the, the fact that they feel weather change indicates this is a creature that has a desire to be at a certain climate to exist. When you search the planet, there is only one creature who, all of us, look at the movies we like. They all have superheroes. They all have this promise of peace. The only bad guy I ever wanted to win was Thanos. 
I wish he had wiped the whole Marvel out so we could stop watching those movies one time. I was praying for them rings to work. Like, this is, this is just taking money for no reason. Spider-Man ain't even rough no more. How you from Queens and so soft, always crying over that girl? Come on, man, you from Queens, bro. Tired of this Spider-Man, man. They need to make a Spider-Man. They need to put me. You like Mary Jane? Better get with it, girl. Oh, I'm Spider-Man. That wasn't godly at all. Like, ignore all of that. Y'all still saved? This is part of the enduring to the end. You have moments. The creature indicates by its longing what it really belongs to. And every movie, every man you speak to. Remember when they used to have Miss World competition and Miss Universe? What do you want, Miss Universe? Oh, I dream of world peace. That's the first thing they must say. And every man, as crazy as we are, and this is why I don't get into the culture wars, because Christ is really the answer for the culture wars. Here's the thing about the culture wars. Everybody that is fighting for their position in life, socialist, capitalist, this one, that one, the narcissist, the, the, the arsonist. is fighting because they all have convinced themselves that their way of thinking is going to bring a utopia. Like people are not fighting with you because they don't really believe that what they're thinking is ultimately going to bring peace. That's why when the political climate in the country is the way it is, it's better to listen to people. And if you have knowledge, they don't share it lovingly. And it's better if you get knowledge you never knew. Listen. I lost the church. But they still here. Sammy locked the doors. Listen. And, and the reason why I don't get mad is because I know that everybody's desire is ultimately to bring what they think is the good of man. And so we read these things. We read the, 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 the Communist Manifesto by Karl Marx. And we got a generation reading that like never before. We, we, we follow the latest movements. Oh, because it feels like this is going to bring the change I desire. You just got here, homeboy. They've been killing each other since Cain and Abel. And it was just four of them. <laughs> it's called sin. Sin. And even if you get the perfect system, you put a man in it, it will fall. Acts, Adam, and Eve. What more perfect system is there than the God of the universe coming down to fellowship with you in the garden? And you still. And somehow, soon as they sin, their longing indicated where they really belonged. Oh, God. 
And so Adam said, what is this that I'm feeling? And he couldn't look at his wife pure anymore. And he says, you're naked, I'm naked. And I feel guilty and ashamed. And, I, and he began to cover himself. And they wanted to really be back to where they belonged. But it took them out. Do y'all follow that? And God came and for the first time blood was ever shed. So when the atheists come to you and say the Bible is a bloody book, the Bible is bloody because you're a sinner. And the animal was killed. The first time anything ever had to die was to cover the nakedness of men. Oh yeah. And God says, don't worry. The seed of the woman. He started talking about what Christ will do. And the longing you have, you will have access to again. And watch this. The fact that we all want this peace indicates that it does exist. And it does, ladies and gentlemen. And one day when you go before God, he's got a crown of life awaiting you. I close with this. Come here, Stacy. Come here. Come here. Stand over here for me. This is what happens in Christianity. Come, Vince. Come, Vince. Come, Vince. Stand next to Stacy, six feet. Six feet. We still doing that? Like that's still a thing? All right, cool. Let me, let me, let me. Colin, come on up. Colin, come. Put your mask on too, because I, I was joking about that, but put it on anyway. Six feet, Colin. Six feet, six feet. Six feet. Cool. Let me get one. Come on, Lloyd. Lloyd is my guy. Lloyd is a serious mind, you know. You see, Lord, coming straight to me, Lord, back up. Six feet, Lord, right over there, right over there, right over there. Like, like down there by that mic, mic stand, right? Yeah, the, the three of y'all, back, back up a little bit. Go, go over there with Lord, amen? This is what happens in Christianity. First one comes in, they come to church, boom, Stacy stopped right there. She's at the beginning, oh, it's a good word, hallelujah. Feel the anointing. <laughs> She fell out and all of that. <laughs> but then somebody tell her something when she leaves the church and then she don't know about God no more. Or something happening. The word of God just gets snatched. The enemy tricked her. Maybe she met somebody who started telling her about some, some other religion and why everything is wrong. And Vince comes into faith. And Vince starts out the same time with Stacy. Vince, feel the anointing. <laughs> Vince got a halfway anointing. He ain't fall all the way. And Vince is now going a little further to understand the word, and he's here. And he looks back at Stacy, who started with him, and she's gone. She's out the faith. Stacy said, that's not right. <laughs> she's out the faith. And so Vince is up here. And Vince is saying, God, I thank you that I didn't fall off. Did he make it yet? No. Vince, if he were wise, would be careful where he is. Because technically, he is the same place where Stacy is by a quarter of an inch. And so, so Lord comes into faith. And Lord been saved for 30 years and he only 15s. How old are you, Lord? Lord, feel the anointing. 
Oh, and got a gangster anointing. And Lord is serving the Lord. Lord is serving the Lord. By this time, Vince got so busy at work. Stop right here, Lord. You, he ready to pass you. Vince got hurt by somebody in the church. Vince stopped hanging out with church people. Vince hardly read the Bible. Vince don't come to small group. Vince don't come to Bible study. Lloyd is deep in God. Lloyd is on his way to being a bishop. Come on, worship the Lord, Lloyd. Right. Lloyd looks back. And Vince don't have no roots, nobody to help him through his problem. He ain't connected no more. He's gone. Some of y'all have seen your friends in the past. If Lloyd were wise, did he make it yet? Unfortunately, he ain't going to make it, Lloyd. <laughs> Not in this analogy. And Colin comes into the faith. Come on, Colin. Receive, Colin. Just keep looking at him too to see how long we gonna go. <laughs> He's like, "What are you looking for?" He gets saved. He builds roots. He's got friends. Storms hit him here. He survived that. He keeps going and going. You know, he gets to this level now where worries and he's looking at his car payments and he's looking out and time is passing in his life and he starts to think about his life as a man and. And I ain't accomplishing much. And I'm giving all this time to the church and the kingdom of God. I'm worshiping God. And I don't see the things. Oh, and this person just, this just happened. And, but he's still making it. He's going with the Lord. He's going. He looks back. <laughs> and a pandemic hit his life. And at first he was serving the Lord, he was online. Woo, Pastor Church is so good online. And he was watching Pastor and Sister Sherry. But then the pandemic began to subside. And he stopped watching church online. And he And he started saying things like, do I really need to go to church to be a Christian? Leave y'all alone? Come out. Y'all don't like that? All right. I'll leave that one alone. And life kicks in. And the political warfares. And he's hearing these thoughts. And he's hearing this preacher preach for this political party. And this preacher preach for this one. And he's being divided. And he feels this. And he watches the news. And it's coming down on him. And he begins to just... With all the worries in life, looking at his life, and he's feeling what Colin once felt. I got no money, and I got nothing, and, and is Christianity really real? And he leaves. Oh, the bishop is gone. At which point did they make it? Come on now. 
Here's my point. I hope you make it, Colin. Like, I hope you get there. Like, I hope you endure to the... Come on. All right, let's let Colin make it. Colin! Colin! Stay right there, Colin. Here's the point of what I'm trying to show you. Because you're waiting for the happy ending, and then you're going to think, that's you. But we're all still alive, so none of us are there yet. any point in this journey now don't get me wrong I know we got a lot of theological people in here so does that mean I'm going to lose my salvation or listen I've been trying to figure that out for a long time I know that the Bible reads this way that he who begun a good work is able but the Bible also says that he don't bear fruit. The axe is at the root. So the Bible gives stern warning to those who are living in condemnation that there is therefore no condemnation. But to those who are prideful who think they will never fall, the Bible gives warning, take heed. And if you are steadfast, now I can't make God save me, but the simple instructions he's given to me if I apply them to my heart. That's why the Bible says the man who builds on the rock. When the storms of life come. And they come at phase one. Phase two. Phase three. Trying to take you out. The Bible says when it's all said and done. He will stand. And what am I saying to you brothers and sisters? I'm saying to you as the pastor of this house. As the shepherd of this flock. Thank you, Colin. Be careful that you guard your life in every stage. Yes. That you yes. keep the main thing, the main thing. Yes. That you say like Apostle Paul, it don't matter what the earth got. I exist for one reason. Yes. I press. The words, the mark of the high calling in Christ. And he says, when he's done, now awaits for me. A crown. A crown. Because whatever, and I'm done, you let deceive you, can trap you. And you think you're going to find better, but you stay in that trap. The death of a loved one, God don't care, that's a lie. Somebody hurt you, did? That's a lie. Don't get trapped in the lie. Apply God's word. Let the spirit of God break the chains and keep running your race until you hear the words. Well done. To everybody, now that the world is opening back up, we're going to continue to be as safe as ever. But don't you think, because the world has changed, the message of the gospel has. And the simple instructions of it has. He still requires praying. And even though we might have to fellowship through technology, you better do it. You better get on the Zoom call. You better stay connected to your brothers and sisters. You better put Christ first because the goal is not, oh, this is a time of getting money. People are starting business. And all. Chase whatever you want. The worst thing you could ever hear is that there ain't a crown of life for you. And I believe that with all my heart. 
If that weren't true, then throw away the whole Bible. Jesus died so that my thorns will one day become a crown of life. Let's pray in this place. Come on, all over this room, just lift your hands to heaven. If you don't know Jesus as Lord and Savior, little did I know that things like Sunday school class, like my friendships with other believers, sometimes we look back and we laugh at those who didn't make it. Here's the truth of the matter. Can Lloyd look down on Stacy in that analogy? As a matter of fact, Lloyd looked worse than Stacy. At least she left early. He stood all the way and then left. Don't let that be you. Hold on to God. And listen, there ain't a thing so big that he can't forgive. There ain't a problem so big that you've got in your life that he can't step in and show you his grace. He loves you today. And he wants to keep you till the end. Keep the main thing the main thing. If you're in this building and you don't know Jesus as Lord and Savior, your first thing is to ask him into your heart. If you're watching online and you don't know him, ask him into your heart with me. Say, Father God, I ask you to forgive me of every sin. And Lord, I ask you to redeem me and wash me in your blood. And allow your Holy Spirit to dwell inside me. To keep me that I may endure to the end. Father, I believe that you died and rose from the dead for my sins. And from this moment, I'm your child. In Jesus' name, amen. If you're going through something today that is trying to kill the word in your life, I want to pray with you. God, whatever is trying to kill, whether it be family problems, financial difficulties, the death of a loved one, just the climate of this world that we currently live in, whatever we've gotten our minds into today that is trying to Take our eyes off of you, whether it be things we let into our life like pleasures that are now full-blown addictions. Father, in the name of Jesus, your blood goes past everything that has come up against us. There is power in the blood of Jesus. God, I pray that your power would wash every circumstance today. And that we would realign our motives. That we would realign our hearts. Help us to pray like the psalmist prayed. If the joy of our salvation is gone, help us to say, restore unto me the joy of salvation. And to renew a right spirit in me father today i pray for every person in this room that they would desire to grow they would desire to have roots the good thing about that parable father is that you said the one who received the word 
and understood it and had roots in everything else, he brought forth fruit. And we can make it. We can do this, Father. We can be a people, Father, that endures to the end. Not just in our marriage, not just in our fatherhood, not just in all these wonderful areas, but in the ultimate walk of life, in serving you as a faithful servant. In Jesus' mighty name, somebody say amen. Come on, shout amen. Come on, you enjoyed God's word today? Hallelujah. Did you enjoy the word of the Lord today? Hallelujah. I hope it blessed you and inspired you. Keep running the race. Keep running. Keep living for Jesus. Keep at every corner. Keep your eyes on the Lord. Amen. I want to encourage you, if you are in the building and you want to be used by God, please go to our website. Click on the I Want to Volunteer tab and we'll find out what it is you can do to be involved in the church. Amen. Oftentimes people run up to me after service and they would tell me, Pastor, I want to be involved. That's great. That's awesome. But, I, you know, there's so many things going on that I can't handle it all. And I, if you go to the website, there are people who look over that that will plug you into an area that you uh, can serve. Amen. So I want to encourage you to do that. If you've accepted Jesus for the first time, we've got a class that uh, we want to get you into. We've got a book that we want to give to you. If you're watching online, go to our website. Make sure you type in uh, in the I Accepted Christ who you are. We'll get you that book and we'll teach you the gospel the best that we know how. If you're in the building, we want to get that book to you too. Let us know. Let one of the ushers know. Amen. This Tuesday, we're going to meet on Zoom again for Bible study at 7 p.m. I want to encourage the church to come on out. It's on Zoom at 7 p.m. All the links are on churchcityusa.com. Amen. Church continues to open up. And um, there's one message I want to share with you guys when we, once we let these cameras go. So just hang, hang with me for a minute. In the meanwhile, if you want to continue to be a blessing to Church City, the way you can do so is by giving to us. Amen. Your giving is what helps us keep these doors open and afloat and keep this church running. Amen. And in this church, we believe in tithing. We believe in giving of our increase. Uh, we never force you or tell people what to give. We just believe that if you love God, you'll give. And if you love your church and it's been a blessing to you, you'll support it. Amen. And that's my, that's my only spiel. Amen. If you love God, you'll give. And so we want to invite you, those that are watching online who's been blessed, and you say, man, I love that church. Just want to help them to keep going. Uh, the ways you can do so is Cash App, Church City USA, Zell Church City USA at gmail.com, or go to our website right there, and there's other means. If you're in the building, you want to give digitally, you can do so. You can do that, amen, as well. If you want to do it conventionally with an, a, a tithe envelope, the ushers are standing by. They'll be able to assist you with that, and you'll be able to give that way. Amen. I want to pray over every offering that is given today. God, bless your people. And as they sow into Church City, I just ask that you would use whatever they give to reach more souls, to cause more people to be able to get a crown of life. Bless it, multiply it. You know, Father... That my heart is to get buildings and campuses and places started all over New York City that's got the same energy. And I'm believing you for it. And I'm believing for the provision. And Father, I, I ask that you would touch the hearts of the people that see the vision. 
and bless them that they will may be able to have to give into such a vision that we can grow and cause the gospel to be spread all over the world i thank you for everyone that is giving and those who desire to give i bless them in the name of jesus and i pray father that you would cause uh, uh, them to prosper and open doors for them because of their heart towards giving to you in jesus mighty name i pray somebody say amen hallelujah well it's good having you in service today we want to say goodbye to our online audience hold off on, the, on, the, on yeah amen hold off on all of that so we're gonna say goodbye in the midst of crisis we are always focused on who god bless y'all for watching online amen amen